Hello and welcome to the Nonsense Gaming Podcast, the podcast where we chill and talk about gaming and nerd culture from the casual's perspective. We're happy to have you here as we explore our topic for today, Dungeons and Dragons. Tonight we have a special guest joining us to discuss D&D. She knows much more than any of us. Please welcome <laughs> Jenna. Hello. And as always, we've got our hosts. I'm Kitty. I'm Uni. And I'm Roxy. All right, let's go, boys. Let me give you a rundown of what we have in store tonight. We will begin our discussion with some tips and tricks for beginner D&D players. Then we will hop into an adventurous game of Solve the Scenario. After, we will take a deep dive into our love of D&D. Finally, we will close out the night by ranking the D&D classes. Awesome. Oh, I'm so, I've been so excited for this episode. I even have my, uh, my Dungeons and Dragons t-shirt on that I made. Oh, that's awesome. What does it look like? Oh, I, I play bruiser characters, so I have, uh, I'm, I'm gonna hit it, and then it's got an axe on the, axe on the chest, so. Oh, okay, yeah, that sounds like you. <laughs> it's perfect for her. I've got my handbook here, just in case. <laughs> oh, beautiful. I love it, I do. All right, but before we dive in, let's get to know our guest a little bit. Uh, Jenna, why don't you tell us a little bit about your experiences with D&D? Uh, I started playing about two years ago, I want to say. Um, at the time, I mean, you guys didn't really know anything about it, so I started out playing in a game store, and that was a nightmare. Because, <laughs> you know, loud. But uh, yeah, then I got you guys into it, and it's been a great time. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's let's dive right in here to this current events segment. So the topic that we're going to be discussing is um, some of the barriers that beginner players have and like challenges we find when we first started. So one thing I know that threw me for a loop when I was kind of figuring out everything was um, not knowing like HP numbers on enemies when we were like attacking and stuff. That was like, oh, okay. So I, I can't oh, just no. <laughs> look at the numbers and be like, oh, yeah, I can calculate this out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you just gotta hit them and hopefully they die. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really have a problem with that with most of the characters. Like, oh, yeah, and then I hit it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just gonna hit it again. But then you don't know if they have, like, one HP and you use, like, a strong move kind of thing. Is there something yeah. that DMs can do to signal to players um, sort of, like, the different stages of health an enemy has? Yeah, you can be like, how is this enemy have, looking? You have actions, like, you can have characters make inside checks. It's like, Ooh, this thing, like, he's wobbling on his feet, he looks like he's like, oh my goodness. Like, the, the, <laughs> like the what's their vibe? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much, you can get a sense of, like, or no, like, you know, he's he's looking good, yeah, he's, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's generally what I do when I DM any mm-hmm. game. It's just like, so you have a, a sort of sense of what's happening, because again, if you were... You have to think about how it would be if you were actually in the scenarios. Like you would, you would see if they're teetering on their feet, like they're almost gonna fall right. down. But if mm-hmm. they're like, they're fine, then then you know that, and you have to convey that. So that's been interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I think is actually really prevalent, and I don't think a lot of new people are necessarily used to doing is, is like asking a lot of questions when you first start, like. Mm. Personally, I knew nothing, and I still don't know very much about the game. Like, I know enough to to do what I do, but um, in terms of the, all the intricacies of the rules, I don't know. So, being able to ask those questions and be, being open to like receiving answers is is always, I think, a good thing. 
Yeah, for sure. Like your DM's job essentially is to, you know, guide you along. So if you have any questions, don't be afraid to ask them ever. Do you find that sometimes asking too many questions can take you out of the game, or is that not really a concern? Uh, I, I, don't think, think I think I so. think it puts you more in the game. Mm-hmm. I, like, because if you ask the question, then you actually know what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if you think back to the first time. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> you think back to those first times, and you're just like, cool, great, I have this thing that says, like, well, personally, I think I had a, a long sword or something. I was like, well, what does this do? And, like, when you actually... Um, when you actually get it figured out, then it's a lot um, a lot easier to picture it in your mind, which is really what is one of the most um, rewarding parts of Dungeons & Dragons, for me anyway. Yeah, I've only played one in like a half times. Um, but what I found really helpful is when I played with you guys, your knowledge of the game made it so that a lot of things I didn't actually have to do right? Like, you guys would do, like, I mean, Jenna's doing all, like, the damage calculations, right? So I just go up and I hit things, and then I don't really have to worry about anything else, right? Mm-hmm. Or, I think another thing that was really helpful is we did sort of, I think it's called Milestone XP. Maybe you guys yeah. can talk a bit more yeah. about that, but I think that's a much more beginner-friendly way, and I didn't know you could play uh, D&D like that. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, using XP points, it can be kind of slow. Because it's like, if it's a really combat-heavy campaign, then it might be viable. But if you're doing a lot of role-playing, it's going to take you forever to level up, especially if you have a large party. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I, like, I've, I've experienced both types of campaigns, and, and like it only works when you have combat-heavy sort of things. But, like, I don't know. For me, one of the most rewarding aspects of D&D is the role-play. Like, and that's one thing I would also say for beginners is to try and just like sink into the role play, like become mm-hmm. your character. And that's why it's so fun to do characters that aren't like nothing like you in real life because you just get a chance to <laughs> to step into somebody else for a little bit. Yes, that's so fun. That's like the best part. <laughs> the best part. <laughs> it's just like such a great way to explore outside of your comfort zone as well, like really without any risk to it. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. if you've got a group of people who you're like you're already comfortable with, but like yeah. y- you're also able to just explore the different side of you. One thing I will say though that is still a barrier for me to this day, and I play I play a lot more of D and D than I'd love to, than I'd really like to admit, but um, the the character sheets, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> those things are confusing as hell. <laughs> yeah, I still don't know yeah. how to make a character. <laughs> On my own. Not beginner friendly. <laughs> it's it's so confusing. Oh my god. <laughs> Honestly, I think they get easier with practice because like you get more familiar with the game and sort of what goes where and what corresponds to what stat and like you know, I, I had to teach myself the entire character sheet and that was a nightmare. <laughs> but now I can make a character in the space of like twenty minutes and it's fine. Yeah, the first time I ever played, I was in a similar situation where we were all just sort of reading online how to make these sheets, and nobody actually had played before, yeah. and that is sort of a recipe for disaster. <laughs> or, like, everyone just feels super bogged down in the rules, yeah. and it's really hard to make progress, or even a very engaging campaign, when all anyone can think about is, did we fill this out right? Why does this one guy have a hundred times more health than everyone else? <laughs> <laughs> 
honestly, like with that, Google is your best friend because like chances are, even if you have a really vague question, someone else has probably thought of it before. Mm-hmm. I would say yes, definitely for players. I have yeah. I have some reservations when it comes to Google in terms of some of the the things you guys throw at me in campaigns or DMs. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, <laughs> still a fabulous resource, and I would not be uh, as good um, a player or DM as I, as I think I am um, <laughs> without those resources, for sure. What tips would you give someone that maybe wants to start DMing but is kind of nervous to? Just go for it. I, I yeah. honestly, I can't be more, uh, I can't really give much more advice. Find find a group that you're able to just be like, okay, bear with me a sec because <laughs> I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, and mm-hmm. then, yeah, and then you know you'll get you'll get feedback and be open to feedback um, mm-hmm. for like when you maybe put a monster that's a bit too high level for your your guys out there. Like, and you can make <laughs> you can make decisions um, as. As the, as the game goes, we're like, okay, right, um, this was a bit much. Let's just uh, mm-hmm. make some of these goblins decide to run away. <laughs> I'm, I'm having so purple it, worm flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a worm flashback as well. <laughs> for, for, context, of for context here, they were on a map exploring a mountain. They happened to find a wormhole. This was not supposed to be a combat situation. But we were level five, Caitlin. (laughs) We were level five. You tried to kill us. I did not try to kill anybody. (laughs) We would have died. (laughs) We literally would have straight up died. (laughs) This is how we know you guys make smart decisions. (laughs) Did we, though? We we could have left them, which would have been the smart decision. (laughs) um, I mean, you're not wrong. (laughs) But we didn't. So... But and that's and that's the thing. Like if you're just able to, to really just try things out and be be ready for things to go wrong and go sideways and just think on your feet when you need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we like breaking the game. Yeah, you, yeah. I, I think that's all of us. But you know, I mean, I, I'm interested to hear what you think, Jenna, because like I'm I'm very much an improv type of DM. I think I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I have a flow of what I want to happen. But, like, if you guys go and do something, like, it's not going to be an issue for me to just, like, flip. But, I don't know. You and I have different styles. Yeah, I'm very much the opposite. I'm absolutely garbage at improv, so I have to do, like, extensive planning. My notes are ridiculous. (laughs) So, honestly, just, like, what I'd say is, like, know your strengths and your weaknesses and, like, your limits and plan accordingly. Mm Mm-hmm. Have you found that improv for you, Jenna, has gotten a bit easier as time has gone on, though? Oh, for sure, yeah. Like, the first time I DM'd, I was terrified because I have really bad anxiety. <laughs> but now it's, like, quite a bit easier. Mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't tell, but I was also, because we had, it was our first, uh, first game Yeah, ever. I couldn't tell either, but I also didn't <laughs> know what was going on. <laughs> so, I was very lost. <laughs> Also, something I'd say is, like, if you're DMing, just be sure to communicate with your players, like, all the time. Like, make sure that you talk to them about what sort of game they're expecting and what they want to play and, like, anything that they want to avoid. Because, like, that way you know that everyone's going to be enjoying themselves. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, well, and, like, and and that's even true of um, playing. Like, really, it's a game where you sit around a table and you talk about the things that you're doing. 
right? It's mm-hmm. it is a role play game, um, and and so having the ability to just talk and like even even outside of the game, just be like, I don't, I'm not feeling it, uh, and um, and having those conversations is is the best way to go about that and have a really healthy game. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Especially because, like, eventually you're probably going to come across a player who's toxic if you're playing with people you don't know. Yeah. And, like, you know, you have to know how to handle that sort of maturely, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, I guess I'm actually a bit curious. So, what would you recommend someone do if, let's just say you're DMing, um, maybe you kind of, like, started a new group, and, you know, one of the players you realize after the first game is just, like, super toxic. Uh, do you just ask them to stop playing with you guys? Like, what's a normal approach? Well, I don't think you'd ask them to stop right off the bat. Um, generally <laughs> speaking, you'd, you'd be working with them, and um, ultimately it, it becomes a, it's, it becomes something that you guys have to discuss all together. Like, normally it'll be like, okay, here's my expectation, here's, like, the shifts that we're going to be working with, what I expect from you guys, and then, like, ask them what they expect from everybody else and have, like, a discussion around that. Uh, and then mm-hmm. if it truly isn't working for a while and, and like, you can tell that it's having a negative impact, then you guys can make that decision. Um, but it's really a case-by-case sort of thing. Okay, yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know you've got a really fun game planned for us, so I'm, I'm, really, I'm really curious. She hasn't told any of us what we're doing, so... <laughs> okay, so... This is... The game is called... Drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. <laughs> solve the scenario. So, how solve the scenario works is each of you gets dis- assigned a character, um, and then I'm gonna give you some really simple kind of like D and D esque. Again, I haven't played a ton of D and D, so this is like you know the casuals uh think <laughs> like this is like <laughs> my idea of like little fun things, right? Um, for you guys to solve and kind of work your way through. There's three stages. They're pretty, like, distinct stages, but they kind of have a narrative flow. Narrative's a strong word. They kind of have a flow. (laughs) Um, All right, so I haven't actually decided who's going to be which character yet, Um, besides Jenna, because she's the only one who knows who Geralt of Rivia is. (laughs) Witcher fans, let's go. But um, All right, so the three characters are we have Kylo Ren with the pants, like. <laughs> with the pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Because, okay, um, his special like boon is he's really good at dancing. He's terrified of the dark, and he starts with a blanket. So Kitty or uh, Uni, which you wants to be uh, Kylo Ren. Um, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Wait, you don't know Kylo Ren? <laughs> Just Star know Wars. Kylo Ren. I think, that, I think that's our answer right there. <laughs> Wait, Kitty, do you know? I guess I know who Kylo Ren. Is. <laughs> okay, then I guess we Kylo Ren. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I, I know who it is, but I don't know who it is. Do you know what I okay. mean? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, like yeah. I've heard of him, but I have no clue who he is. So number two is Geralt of Rivia. So, <laughs> um, his strength and weakness is having an insane sense of smell. So, oh, yeah. it's, I mean, it's a strength and a weakness, right? Like, it can go either way. <laughs> so, you can smell everything. And he starts with a barrel. <laughs> oh, <no>. Okay, <laughs> great. Backs. And then the last character is Professor Oak. Um, <laughs> his strength is crocheting. 
Um, and his prop, like his uh, difficulty, is that he instantly falls in love with anyone with a name that starts with the letter B. And his starting item is a bagel. Nice. All right. So we have these. We have these three adventures. Um, you guys know a bit of like any more questions? You guys remember? No, for a recap, I don't. <laughs> Kylo like, Ren. Yeah. Okay. He starts with a blanket. Mm-hmm. He's good at dancing. He's scared of the dark. Okay. Geralt of Rivia. Crazy sense of smell. Can be good or bad. He starts with a barrel. <laughs> Professor Oak. Crochets. Instantly falls in love with anyone with a name that starts with the letter B. Starts with a bagel. Cool. Okay. okay. So I'm, I'm Kylo Ren. Is that what I heard? <clears throat> yeah, you're, you're Kylo Ren. So okay. I'm Professor Oak. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jenna is uh, Girl to Maria. Okay. Let's do it. <clears throat> Stage one. Cross the raging river. Our three adventurers come across a raging river with a forest on either side. With only a blanket, a bagel, and a barrel in hand, how will our faithful adventurers cross the river? Uh, all right. Give me a moment. I gotta sink into to my so, character um, here. Hold on. How how big is this barrel? <laughs> it's like a normal, like you know, like a wine kind of like. So like, can we fit in the barrel? <laughs> yeah, can yeah, can like we do something like in the Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys can do whatever you want. I mean, realistically, I have no idea how you guys are gonna solve this. So just let it just let it run wild. Okay, <laughs> There's okay. no like right way to solve it. Guys, guys, I have a blanket here. We can tie it to one of the trees, and that way, when we first get in the barrel, we're not going to shoof all the way down the river, because all we're trying to do is get across. So, Oh, that's so smart. (laughs) Wait, but then, like, who's going to untie the blanket (laughs) to get to the other side? I mean, I don't don't want to leave it, but... How wide is this river? Yeah, wait, how, how big is the river? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, can we, about, like, jump like, over it? <laughs> about, like, Kylo Ren laying down three times. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's, that's about right. Okay. Okay, so hold on. We have a blanket, a barrel, and what have you... What a have bagel. You? I have a bagel. Bagel. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, um, let's, like, um, I can crochet something. <laughs> Wait, oh, no, wait, that's I'm a good nothing. idea. I'm, I'm imagining that I have a knitted blanket. So, you know what? I'm just going to start taking it off and like, okay, you you can crochet as a line across the river yeah. and then we'll just take the barrel across the river holding on until someone oh, gets to the other side. holding on to the thing. Oh. And then once you get to the other side, you can each like a middle person can take the barrel and then walk or like uh put their hand in front of the other and like swing across in the river. While holding yeah. on to the crochet rope. Uh, and, yeah, holding uh, on to the crochet rope. And then the last person will behave like a person, the, other, the first person from the other side. Yeah, we can do that. Sounds good to me. That was big brain. <laughs> All right. Kylo Ren got that high intelligence score. <laughs> <laughs> As the three adventurers get into their... Do you guys, you brought the bagel, right? Like, like I'm bringing it with me, yeah, but I didn't okay, use okay. it. Okay, okay, awesome. So, <laughs> Can't get it the three adventures and their bagel get into the barrel. They <laughs> use the rope to get across to the other side. But, uh-oh, 
It looks like large harpies want you for dinner. <laughs> Part three adventures. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not a DM. Our three adventures try to dodge, but end up getting snatched and brought to a harpy nest prison cell. Okay. The cell is pitch black. As you feel the walls, you realize that the entire cell is made of wooden sticks, kind of like a bird's nest situation, but it's dark. And oh. that that's uh that's that's all we that's all she wrote. So is, is, is the harpy there? <laughs> It there? Uh, no, there's nothing. You're just alone. I don't know. They left. <laughs> you, you got knocked out. <laughs> it was dark. <laughs> so, being um, Geralt of Rivia, can I see in the dark? Uh, ooh, yeah, you can, actually. <laughs> okay, <laughs> cool. Out with the dark vision. <laughs> so, as you look around the dark, you see three items. A toothpick sword. Like the little ones that like they stab through the... <laughs> What I'm talking about Dude. like the little yeah um a piece of golden thread and a bottle of rum okay um should we just burn the nest down then I got matches <laughs> um no I don't think any of us have matches <laughs> sorry are we oh, in like wait me and Kylo Ren can't see nothing <laughs> no you can't That's see true. anything yeah no we have no idea wait, what's wait, going wait. on Aren't you scared of the dark? <laughs> oh no! Oh yeah! So I'm just in a, I'm just in a heaping ball, just like just like with my, with my crochet rope because I don't have the blanket anymore. Oh yeah, you don't have the blanket anymore. Um, I'm, I'm I'm not gonna be helpful here. I, I'm gonna attempt to find Kylo and hold his hand. Oh, <laughs> make sure he's okay. Thank you. Gerald's probably just like grumbling to himself about whatever's going on in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, are we in like some sort of structure or is this like an open air nest? Oh, it's it's pitch black because it's like a full enclosed nest ball. Like think okay. hornet's so like nest, a, is it like but a made box of sticks or like a circle kind of thing? It's like a it's like a circle, oh. <laughs> a circle of like little wood twigs and stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Can we see if we can find an exit then? Um, it's like pretty small. Like okay. you're all like within arm's reach of each other. Um, okay, gotcha. Can we just mm. smack our way through? <laughs> yeah, can I, I just mean... like start ripping yeah. at the branches? <laughs> yeah, can we just break the branches? <laughs> <laughs> you start ripping the branches apart. You notice <laughs> that you're getting terrible splinters. <laughs> Oh, wrap, no. wrap, wrap the crochet roll oh, around your hands. That's right. Do you have a crochet hook? Can you just like start stabbing? <laughs> can I say what? Stabbing at it with the crochet hook. Oh yeah, can I do that? <laughs> can I stab at it with the crochet? I mean, hook? yeah, you, you can whittle for a few hours if you would like. <laughs> hours. All right. Can I drink the bottle of rum? <laughs> oh, 100%, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's something Geralt might do. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, Kylo would object. She's just like, can we just get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> You're just crying in the corner. Just, yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm just trying to crochet some branches out here. <laughs> like, it's fine. <laughs> um, wait, okay, what, what were the items we saw again? <laughs> a, a toothpick sword, a piece of golden thread, and a bottle of rum. Well, the rum's gone, so we got a bottle. Why is the rum gone? <laughs> we just got a bottle now. And a, and a bottle. It's a glass bottle. <laughs> Can I, like, have a look at the thread, see if there's anything special about it, or is it just, you know, string? It's just, it's it's like a durable piece of thread. Like, it's very durable, but that's about it. Okay. I mean, if we break the bottle, we can, like, start... Using the, the sharp edges to keep the going. Glass. And the glass. Like, it's going to take a long time, but, you know, I feel that we can do it. Yeah. yeah got, you have a bagel for sustenance. I mean, this, this is possible, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, we have a bagel if we need it. Like. <laughs> I love how this isn't even the first character you've played that has a bagel. <laughs> I know. Really? <laughs> really? I just pulled that out of the dark. Oh, like, it's, it's a whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My character is about food, basically. Yeah. <laughs> And then you're out here giving me a bagel. <laughs> That's how it would be, you know. Okay, so we're gonna smash the bottle? Yep, smash the bottle and continue <laughs> continue with the crochet hook and start start taking our way out. Yeah. That's what we're I'll gonna do. do. It. <laughs> After hours of slicing wood with pieces of glass shards, <laughs> the, 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 the poor team's hands are left mangled stops. No, it okay, they everybody finally... put crochet rope on them and they have these bandages. Okay, but as they finally emerge with their bloody bandaged crochet stops, <laughs> a large harpy appears. I'm gonna start oh. dancing. I'm gonna be a distraction. <laughs> the large purple harpy <laughs> says to you, I, the harpy named Bingo, need <laughs> to be persuaded as to why I shouldn't kill you. Because my dance moves are so sick. Now, I, I just want to remind you, Professor Oak, that yeah. your downfall is instantly falling in love with anyone with a name that starts with the letter B. Oh, frick. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Bingo? Was Bingo your name? <laughs> Ah, yes. Um, okay. Um, you guys, this harpy is so beautiful. <laughs> I love this harpy so much. <laughs> you guys, um, I think this is where I say goodbye. <laughs> I'm gonna offer my bagel to the harpy as a, as a sign of marriage. <laughs> I'm marrying the harpy. New type of proposal. <laughs> it's bingo places the bagel on one of his talons. <laughs> he, he takes your offering as a sign of marriage and you go happily <laughs> Oh, so like we all lived. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Bingo's nice. Oh, <laughs> he's just, okay. he just wanted to kill us. It was fine. She wanted fine. a girlfriend, you know? I mean, a boyfriend, I guess. Uh, I, I was I like, uh, your uh, Professor I'm Oak. Professor Oak. <laughs> True professor Oak. Oh my god, I got married to a harpy. <laughs> I mean, he's the Pokemon guy. He might be into it. You're kind of right, though. <laughs> I think he would be. <laughs> well. Oh man, well, that, very fun that, that, that is this whole scenario. So, as I said, loosely narrative. 
Nice. You know, it had a flow. I'm about it. I really am. <laughs> I, I, think, I, I think we found the most chaotic DM. <laughs> Another one. I, I think you haven't played enough with me then, Jenna. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you have a fair point. <laughs> Kitty's done a lot to us. <laughs> it's been a time. <laughs> Uh, I really want to play a game that uh, you DM, Kitty. I haven't got a chance to. I feel like it'll be so fun. You know what? Maybe maybe we'll do that for another episode. We'll have like a we'll have a uh, oh like a D and D night. Oh, yeah. a one that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. That'd be really fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that was awesome, Roxanne. Thank you for thank you for the little mini game. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, let's dive in right into our main segment for today. Which is the uh, the love and the passion surrounding D and D. Okay, so why don't we start? I'm kind of curious what some of your funniest moments playing D D and D have been. I mean, it's 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 hard to say because there's so many of them. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> for sure. One, one thing that like I definitely remember because it was one of our it was our first game that, that I've ever played, um, and it was. Um, we had two characters in this, uh, and one of the, the character Uni was playing, uh, Leon actually could not oh. hit any character, any any <laughs> enemy for like whiffs every time, every time. It was like all I got threes the worst and twos. Rolls. Yeah, it was it was not happening. But then oh. we got we got back to the tavern, and we're like we're getting breakfast, and then he rolls a persuasion check to get. Um, <laughs> to get a discount, and he rolls a nat 20, so we got free <laughs> breakfast. So, I was like, really? And I think I did that multiple times. Oh, too. yeah. Yeah, you did. It was just like... It was, it was like two or three times. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I was just like, you couldn't but, get a crit on a, on a, 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 a monster? Like, I was, I was out there. Like, <laughs> not characters even out like, there. <laughs> I couldn't even hit them for good thing. <laughs> Like, no damage was dealt. Like, it was bad. <laughs> no damage. <laughs> I was just standing there like, oh, you got this. <laughs> you got this it wasn't it even, was like, fun. difficult enemies to hit, either. You guys were, like, fighting goblins. <laughs> <laughs> I think I rolled, like, freaking threes and, like, sixes and, like... Yeah. It's good thing you were backline. At least my character, I think he was a fighter, like, was able to soak. I mean, she didn't mean to because her AC was way too high. To even get hit in the first place, but <laughs> it was a struggle, all right. I tried. I was trying. I promise. <laughs> oh, how about? I think uh... one of I think one of my favorite moments was from the last game that we played. Uh, you know, when you were turning into a rat because you're playing a druid, <laughs> yeah, to distract the guard. <laughs> When I went in his pants, yeah, you like you like crawled up his pant leg, and then he tried to smack you, and you oh didn't God. dodge in time, so like you lost your one hit point, turned back into yourself, and like ripped out of this guy's pants. <laughs> oh yeah, I ripped out of the guy's pants, but then but the, but the best part was like you were invisible, so you're yourself <laughs> invisible sitting on this guy's lap, and he's like, "What is going on?" <laughs> And then he like tries to swing, and but I dodge. But then you got hit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a good moment. <laughs> Can you imagine being the guy? You're just sitting there. There's a rat in your pants. All of a sudden, your pants are just ripped to shreds. Well, the best part is like he didn't know he had a rat in his pants because I was invisible. <laughs> oh, no. oh, I'm pretty sure he felt the rat. I'm not. <laughs> he felt the rat. He couldn't see the rat. 
And then he felt a heavy dude just on his lap oh, <laughs> when man. I came back. Yeah, that was when we were trying to get the child, right? Yes. The baby? Yep. The, the baby child dragon. that was actually a dragon, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the child was actually a dragon. We, we uh, noticed that right away, you know. Low perception um, roll, I mean, you know. <laughs> uh what are my favorite moments oh funny moments uh i really like burning uh jenna's character's eyebrows off <laughs> wait what <laughs> not not even once like multiple times <laughs> yeah so like my character he like makes bread okay mm-hmm. so i'm out here cooking bread with my bonfire uh this is when i couldn't control it so like uh i made an explosion i burned Jenna's character's eyebrows off. <laughs> he tried to fix it, but every time he tries to fix it, he makes it worse. Yeah, because I kept rolling That's really badly. I don't even set the DC that high for you fixing it. And then yeah, it was like DC like, 10. Yeah, it's DC 10. And I'm like, ah. Uh. I was I just like sat in a library one. looking at the mending cantrip, and like I make my eyebrows disappear, and then they're like really long and. <laughs> <laughs> and but then like last yeah. session was the worst yeah <laughs> you got that natural one yeah that was that was awful <laughs> there was a lot of shenanigans well you also mm-hmm. you also um eunice's character just purposely put a drag put the little baby dragon and tried to burn your well successfully oh yeah on purpose the eyebrows yeah. oh yeah no the first time was a mistake but subsequent <laughs> attempts were very much intentional <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first time was a mistake, and after the first time, I just had to keep going. So yeah. I just tried to burn his eyebrows off after that. <laughs> That's some of the and best things, though. And it has worked many times. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I take many notes of it. It's in my my notes. <laughs> yes. uh, it's also fun, though, because like, those, pl- those player and player interactions are almost sometimes the best things. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, or I, I think about another, another campaign we were doing... And um, uh, Uni and my characters are kind of like really stupid and just best friends. And so we're playing bards and, you know, with bards you got illusionary stuff. But, you know, my my go-to was when we were like, oh, okay, we got we to seem like somebody's injured. I'm like, okay, um, my, which is Uni's character for this one, is so like, my, punch me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I'm like, oh, okay, let me punch you real quick. <laughs> just knock each other out. <laughs> and Jenna's yeah. character's just over like, you have illusions, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jenna's the manager of our little band. Yeah, that was a fun <laughs> surprise. <laughs> Wait, what's your band's name? The QQs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're the Curious Quartet. Yeah, we're the Curious <laughs> Quartet, the QQs. <laughs> I love that. Wait, so what instrument does everyone play? Uh, I play, we play all violin. Multiple, but like we we kind of like um we also made a based off like a K-pop group. <laughs> so like <laughs> Wait, we're like group? dancers. We're like <laughs> me and uh, Kitty's characters are like dancers, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Jenna's character is the rapper. Just saying. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we're not starting this again. <laughs> I play a storyteller, and you guys are just, like, really set on me rapping, which is not a skill that I have even remotely. <laughs> it's, like, the same as storytelling. Yeah, rapping is just ra- storytelling to a beat. Like, I don't... Yeah. It's, like, the same. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but that involves, like, writing stuff with rhyming, and I just don't have that sort of time. <laughs> Wait, so have you rapped in-game? 
No. <laughs> no, yeah. I refuse to. Not I, yet. I am I am waiting to get a nice persuasion check on and me too. Mr. Manager. <laughs> We're trying to get him to do a solo rap performance <laughs> one day. I, yeah. I should have put rapping into the scenario. It should have had to like bingo loves raps or something. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, always. <laughs> but yeah, some really funny stuff can happen. Mm-hmm. So, I was kind of wondering, I hear a lot about D&D being, like, really funny, off-the-chain stuff, right? But are there also moments that can be, like, more emotional, introspective? Um, do people play that way, or is it mostly just uh, sort of, like, lighthearted fun? Oh, man, it can get real sometimes. Like, oh, I've, def- yeah. I've definitely cried in one of my games. Like, it was Yeah, that. same. Oh, wow. yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. gone Okay, wow. <laughs> I didn't realize again. That's, in- that's intense. Like, uh, I can recall in um, in one of uh, one of the campaigns I was playing, I was playing, like, this really spooked... Uh, and when I say spooked, she just got spooked by everything. She was, like... Uh, she was a barbarian named Bear, uh, and she would... Um, always just like run away from things because she grew up in the forest but uh, she got really um attached to this one character who showed her how to arm wrestle in one of our towns um mm-hmm. and then like so like you know it was it was simple interaction uh, in terms of the gameplay but i felt at least like the character had a really strong connection because this was the first person who was like teaching her new things and how to socialize because that's her, her main thing but then right. um we got into a combat scenario in the next uh, in the next week and um the guy got hit by a huge boulder and died. Like no, no chance to no. save the man. No chance to do anything. It was like double, double the amount of hit points. It was just, oh, and that's so rough. like that hit me hard, and it hit bear mm-hmm. hard. Like so, it was like you just get that. It's just like oh my god, <laughs> and you don't think about how real it is until you know you're you're yeah. in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a bit of a question about how character death is handled. Like, do you have, like, a in-game, like, funeral? Or is it just sort of, like, depends on the circumstance? We definitely had a memorial for that. Uh, the, the, the thing was, wasn't even a, a PC. It was an NPC. So, like, we had all these PC characters just running a little memorial for this mm-hmm. um, this other character. But, yeah, mm-hmm. it, you know, it depends on the circumstance. Like, we've had some other character deaths, actually a PC character death. Like, we couldn't mourn him because he got eaten by a huge slime uh and um was basically you can't really <laughs> do anything so a few weeks later the characters were able to like memorialize him a bit but like it, again it depends on how heavy you're going into the role play versus the combat aspect um mm-hmm. for that specific campaign that uh, i was in um that's what we were focused on was it like more of the role play sense I remember I guess, um, Jenna mm-hmm. I'm a oh, bit curious yeah. oh sorry like at the end of a campaign do you ever get kind of sad that you won't be able to like play these characters and like this world you've made is sort of like coming to a close oh for sure yeah no it's it's surprisingly easy to get attached to the characters that you play i i imagine it's kind of similar to like what actors might feel like if like a tv show is ending or something it's like Mm. you've spent so much time uh like being this person it's kind of hard to distance yourself from that again i guess yeah, I definitely, I feel that even when I'm, like, finishing, like, a video game, like, mm-hmm. at the end, I'll be, like, kind of sad that, like, I won't be able to play around this world again, right? Yeah, no, it's it's very much that sort of feeling, for sure. But yeah, Jenna, I'm curious, what was your most emotional moment in any 
D&D time. Yes. Uh, it was probably in the session that you're running, Caitlin. Uh, it was like session two or three, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was when we were fighting Cyanrath. Mm-hmm. And uh, my character oh. came very, very close to dying. And uh, that was that was rough for me. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I remember. That was so sad. I was so scared I was going to lose my fated partner. Yeah, I was I was actually kind of surprised that I started like tearing up over it, but you know. Oh, like it makes sense. Like mm-hmm. you're connected to your character, like obviously you wouldn't want to die. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like it can feel very real because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, in real life death isn't usually tied up with a neat bow like it is in the stories. But and, you know, likewise in D&D, it can end at a moment's notice and you're not prepared for it. Mhm. Yeah, I never really thought about that. I guess the campaigns that I've played so far, I never really felt in fear of dying, if that makes sense. It mm-hmm. kind of felt like, oh, okay, like, no matter what the encounter is, no one's going to die. But I guess that first time you're part of an encounter where somebody goes down, that must feel like such a sort of switch. Especially as a DM, I wonder how important is it to let your players know that at any moment you could die. Well, and again, that comes into the type of group. I I can recall even with like uh, with that one, um, I was very lucky that uh, that Jenna's character didn't die there because it was like a multi attack and he missed both times, and so it was like, okay, all right. So like you know, you're coming at it, and it's a different feeling as a DM. But you're like you know, you, sometimes you really don't want your character, your PCs, to die, like because it, it right. shifts everything with your story sometimes right so but but you have to understand like if uh if you're in a group that's like okay with that if you're okay with with, um with having characters die and like making new ones and still being part of it like it's expected um Mm -hmm. I, i know there are some groups who like it's very um it's really discouraged to have a dm like kill a pc um but i don't for me personally at least i think like being in a campaign where you can die makes it a lot more, I don't want to say more fun, but like more real and like get more immersed in the game. Mm-hmm. So, would you have let uh, Jenna's character die if one of the hits had actually connected? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh wow, okay, you yeah. Can't. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> I was like, I wasn't expecting that for some reason. You're like, yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. We were like prepared for Jenna to die because of that. Oh attack. man, mm-hmm. I, I absolutely should not be alive. That was insanely lucky because, <laughs> like, I was unconscious and mm-hmm. uh, I don't think a, I was near. Yeah, when I'm unconscious and it's a melee attack, uh, it's an automatic crit, which is two failed death saving throws. And I'd oh already gosh. failed one. So if you hit so, once, it was like, it was game over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not like this guy had a high AC to hit either, because I was playing a wizard. Oh. <laughs> so. Squishiest man in the game. But yeah, no, it was, uh, it was something mm-hmm. else. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Mm-hmm. How about, that, was, uh, yeah. that was fun. How about you, Uni? Most emotional moment. Um... Honestly, I don't even know. Like recently, probably when I got my baby dragon. <laughs> he's like he's like my real baby now. And to take care of him, he's so cute. 
I feel so sad whenever he looks sad or like his little isn't his wing like torn up or something? It makes yeah. me sad. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like my little baby dragon. I even named him. <laughs> we named him together. Um but yeah, like recently, like because my memory's kind of bad, so I can't like recall further back than that right now. <laughs> yeah, probably getting my little dragon, maybe. <laughs> Something that I'm really curious about is the sort of unspoken rules or like player etiquette, things that people should know when they're playing D&D that maybe aren't in the rule book or pet peeves you have that like some people will do during a game that make the game less fun or not run very well. That's a difficult question. I think I think <laughs> sorry. The way that you can the way you can probably that I can probably best think of to answer this would be like you ha- if you don't set out expectations with what you want mm. for the game, because then mm-hmm. everybody's going to come into it with something different in mind. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, one of the things that you can think about is uh, how comfortable people are with, like, um, adult content. If you're playing okay, with, yeah. like, a group of people who are all, like, <laughs> oh, obviously all over 18 plus, but, like, some people, <laughs> yeah. some people are much more comfortable being really flirtatious um, with, like, some of the PCs and NPCs, right? And if you have people who aren't um, aren't comfortable, then then that can get a bit uh, hairy when you're trying to figure that that out. So that, what I say, mm-hmm. is just, like, people who just aren't, don't respect established boundaries. But again, mm-hmm. you, you have to set out those boundaries in the first place. Yeah. So what would that conversation look like? Like, what do you do it sort of, like, one-on-one with each player before it starts, or, like, a group discussion on the first day? We did it in one of my campaigns with a group discussion on the first day. It was like, cool, okay, yeah. this is what we want to hear. And then we, we asked the question, like, how comfortable are you guys are with X and Y, right? And you, know, mm-hmm. you just kind of go through everything. I've also seen some DMs, like, make up their own sort of form for their players to fill out for them, which I thought was oh, a good yeah. idea. How do you, okay, <laughs> how do you feel about dice towers? Because I always hear this thing about, like, oh, don't make ice, dice towers, like, it's super annoying. Like, what, what is, like, is it, like, actually bad practice, or is it okay? For me, you can make a dice tower, but if you do it, when, when a DM is doing a narrative scene, that's, that's pretty disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. like, <laughs> Yeah, it just depends on the timing, I think. Like, in general, I don't think any of us here mind, but I guess some people definitely mm-hmm. would. Also, like, as long as you're not, like, constantly knocking them over and making a lot of noise, because that would be irritating. Well, yeah, and that's yeah. the thing, I think, with, like, I'm talking about the narrative scenes. It's like, if, if someone's, yeah. if your DM's telling a story and, like, setting the scene and it's like, <laughs> like, it's like, all right. it's like, oh, it takes you out of the moment just a little bit. <laughs> But dice are, are also one of the best aspects of the, of the game, I feel like. It's addicting. It's a problem. <laughs> it is a problem. <laughs> yeah, Caitlin, you have this, like, huge, like, mason jar filled with dice. <laughs> it's pretty it's, crazy. Huge is an overstatement. Um, it's, 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 like... It's pretty big. It's pretty it's hefty. Big. It's like the side of a small Ikea cup. It's nothing, because Jenna <laughs> still has the most dice out of all of us, so... Really? She, wait, yeah. she has more than you? you How many do you have? Uh, I don't know. Probably close to twenty sets. Oh, oh my god! Did you have Kitty? Oh, like ten. You know, you're almost up there too, right? Like you've got what seven? No, I have. Yeah, six or seven. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
I keep getting more because people keep trying to buy them for me. Oh, must be hard. <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's the worst. I keep telling them I don't want to have a dice addiction. And they keep buying me more. Because <laughs> I think they're so cute. And I know if I get mm -hmm. more, I'm just going to want to keep buying them. Well, plus so. you have to you have to have the uh, multiple d20s, I think, just to to put some in dice jail if it's doing you wrong. Yeah, <laughs> dice jail. I've seen people like buy dice based on their new character that kind of like matches their theme. Oh yeah, I absolutely do that. That's really fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've only played twice, and I already have like three sets of dice. It's like <laughs> it's just like hard to avoid because every time I'm at like um the store to buy like Magic the Gathering cards, they have the dice display right there. And I'm like, well, like, maybe I could just pick up, like, a set, you know? Like, they're so pretty, like, glittery, like, oh, man. Yeah, it's so <laughs> tempting. It's so bad. Have any of you gone down the rabbit hole of watching the YouTube videos of them making the dice? Like, they'll make, like, these resin dice with, like, crazy stuff in them, like, Skittles and, like, all sorts of, like... <laughs> just... uh, I haven't. <laughs> no, I haven't either. Cool. <laughs> it sounds cool. <laughs> it's a definite rabbit hole I would recommend. <laughs> oh no! I'd be scared to make my own <laughs> dice just because I feel like I would, uh, I would make it and then they would somehow be fixed and like not in mm. my favor. <laughs> well, yeah. If you put anything inside the resin, it's gonna sink to the bottom. So <laughs> you put that as the twenty, I guess, right? <laughs> or no, you put that as the the one, so then you get the twenty. I think that makes sense. Okay, so I'm supposed to ask about homebrew mechanics, but I'm not entirely sure what that entails. So, like, what's a homebrew mechanic, and, like, what are some of your guys' favorites? Uh, so, homebrew is, like, basically anything that, you know, like, the DM or whoever makes up that isn't technically official. So, you know, like, you could write your own adventure, or make your own class, or whatever. I guess Caitlin, I can, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're like, the, you're, like, the homebrew queen over here. I <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, the homebrew okay. queen. Well, that's because, okay, my homebrew adventure started because, like... I tried to follow a preset adventure, but then the motivation for doing the things in the adventure made no sense to me. So It never does. Like, <laughs> if, if I can't rationalize what's going on in this story, how can I ever make my players, like, seem like, oh yeah, this is what you need to do. So, um, that's like, that's how I started just homebrewing my own campaign. Um, but in terms of mechanics, I don't know, my favorite was definitely one that we made for, uh, Jeannie's character which um, kind of followed from um, the fact that Leon, uh, one of our old characters, got nat 20s on food all the time. So we, we, <laughs> kind, of, we kind of centered this character we were making around bread. Um, <laughs> bread. So the mechanic basically is, is, is food check. Is, is food checks, essentially. So um, when he can infuse magic in with his... Um, in with his baked goods. So <laughs> that has been the most fun. I have a spice table to... to yes. so like. Which has, it just has resulted in some very fun effects for uh, the players. Should they eat the, the spiced bread? <laughs> my oh my gosh. Bread. Yeah, I think we made a list of like 50 spices. And like, yep. I don't know what they do yet. Like, I know like three of them. Maybe <laughs> three or four. Um, but yeah, I think we found like a, this fancy book. And that's how I got these spices. And I bought a lot of them. <laughs> a lot of spices. And I also got like... What is it? Sentient yeast? <laughs> yeah, I basically made my own little bread, little hedgehog boy that floats around me. <laughs> yeah, it's like a familiar. Because a, a kitty, kitty mm -hmm. let me have a little 
bread man. <laughs> little baby bread. Yeah, I know you bought like a pound each of 50 different kinds of spices or something. It was insane. Yeah, I bought a lot. I and believe, then I just yeah. put it into a bag of holding. The spice yeah. bag of holding now. That's it. I also bought 10 pounds of flour. <laughs> Which, if we're thinking about it, you're probably going to have to refill soon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I'm at, like, I've been, like, slowly bringing the number down, because I don't even know how much I'm using, so I just, like, slowly bring the number down. I think I'm at, like, three now. <laughs> three or four, I'm not sure. We'll see. <laughs> that sounds like it adds, a, like, a really fun element to the game of, like, collecting them and then also trying them out to see their effects. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's great. Has I love trying it out on other people, so I don't have to go through it. Yeah, you sure do. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, to make sure, you know, <laughs> if it gives, like, a bad effect, I don't want to go through that, so. <laughs> yeah, remember when you accidentally cast haste on all of us? <laughs> and it lasted you know, for, like, four hours? <laughs> you know, it wasn't that bad, but then you ate the the lavender bread, which made you, like, <laughs> sleepy. Yeah, so it's like drinking an energy drink and then having a sleeping pill. <laughs> they do not cancel each other out. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, we made a mistake, huh? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, that's it's, definitely it's the best homebrew mechanic that we have had, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, like, nice, because it's, like, more personalized, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, it's, like, more fun when you're playing. And again, it comes with trust in, in like, in the group, right? Because, like, yeah. if, if everybody's on board with um, the character having this this new cool thing, we, we figure mm -hmm. it out as you go. <laughs> And it's not like it's game-breaking either, so it's just, it's good fun. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. food. It's not like I'm out here, like, uh, plus, like, eight to my damage roll or something. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah just bread. So, during COVID, I know that people have had to uh, play in different ways, and one of those ways has been using Roll20 to play online. Um, Kitty, you were saying that you had a bit of experience doing so. Can you tell me a bit about what it's like to play online? Uh, yeah, um, well, I, I got very lucky in, in the first group I uh, attempted to do on Roll20. It's been a fantastic group to play with. Uh, we have mm -hmm. people from all over the world joining us, but somehow we've managed to find a time to all get together. Um, so that, I think, is a really cool aspect of playing online, because we have, uh, I mean, I'm in Canada, but we have a bunch of people from the States and one um, gentleman from Australia, too. So... Um, you know, getting that connection and realizing that you can kind of bring everybody together is really cool. Plus, our our dungeon master there is is very savvy with Rule Twenty, so the configurations and everything everything just works really smoothly, um, mm -hmm. which I really appreciate. Uh, I know I've had um, some other friends tell me that they've had some clunky experiences, but like once you get the hang of it, uh, it's nice. It, it works well for more, I would say, more combat heavy games because then you're able to. Um, kind of see see the tokens on the screen and move it and everybody's kind of seeing the same thing from the same angle except when you do dynamic lighting so there's like a whole bunch of features that are able to be input which is it brings a different um different style to the game because when you're on a tabletop you can see everything that everybody else can see but uh, mm -hmm. with one of the things they do with some of these maps uh for the preset um campaigns is this, this dynamic lighting so you can't see past walls but if your token oh. is somewhere else than somebody you can't see anything so you like you can hear if you're paying attention what someone's talking about but you can't physically see it so it's uh, that's really cool it's actually a kind of way to to beat the the metagaming aspect of it <laughs> uh which has been really great 
I don't know about Jenna if you've had a different experience. I haven't used it very much. We only recently started because I have a group uh, back in Vancouver, and obviously we can't play together right now. Um, it's been, uh, like, it's pretty easy for players to use. I definitely agree that it's probably more of a learning curve for the DM. Uh, but, like, overall, it's gone pretty smoothly. Something that I would recommend is, like, using webcams, if you're comfortable with that. Because I found that uh, doing it remotely, it sort of, like, really loses something if you can't see uh, the other players. Especially mm -hmm. for, like, the role-playing aspects. Yeah, the only thing I'll say there is, like, maybe that's just because um, <laughs> uh, we're so spread out sometimes. But, like, the lag with the video on Discord <laughs> sometimes it just, like, kills me a little bit. Uh, I went on Roll20 and then I saw a bunch of games that were being posted, so uh, DMs looking for players. Uh, and then I went over and uh, said, hey, I'd like to join your game. Uh, and then oh, wow. they, uh, they're like, cool. We started with, uh, I think, seven PCs, which was a lot. But uh, we had a couple of people drop off. So it's nice. We've got, um, I mean, I miss everyone who's dropped off dearly. But, um, you know, it's, it's interesting to play with mm -hmm. people from everywhere. <laughs> Did you find that um, playing with people you didn't know, it was harder to like, come up with sort of, like, any, like, uh, homebrew mechanics or um, had any, like, differences of play styles? Um, well, I'm, I'm not DMing that group, so I don't have any say over anything homebrew. Um, mm, okay. But um, I, I will say one thing. Like, when you're playing with people you don't know, uh, for me, at least, I, I found it a bit uh, freeing to, like, sink into what I wanted my character to be. Because even, even when you have people who, even when you're the most comfortable with, you still, like, have, uh, you get to see them in real life, and you have to react and interact with them, um, in, in everyday scenarios, but, uh, with, with someone you just meet and just play this game with, it's, it's actually kind of interesting, because they only know you as your character. Do you find that you guys gravitate towards characters that are like you, or alike, like, different, I guess? And so I'm kind of curious, like, how do you decide what character you want to play. I know for me personally, I I tend to go with really stupid characters. <laughs> simply for the fact that it allows me to do stupid things and say, oh, well, that's what's just what my character would do. I'm kind um, of the opposite. I, I tend to play characters that are like more clever. My, my sort of archetype is like seekers of knowledge. That's true. <laughs> yeah, so. that is true. Uh, like, I'm not sure. I think for me, I'm like, kind of either way. <laughs> like, I think I've picked, uh, like, stupid characters just so I can do stupid things with Katie. <laughs> and I've also, <laughs> I've also played, like, it kind of depends who I'm playing with, I guess, and, like, what we're gonna do. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I kind of just pick whatever <laughs> and see how it goes. Well, yeah, you've had to be the responsible one. And yeah, I've been, like, one. the responsible one, the stupid one, just, like, some guy bringing chaos around. <laughs> like, <'cause, laughs> like, it's it's just random. I don't really have a preference, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, I'm, I've resolved never to have um, uh, neutral as my, my precursor for, like, neutral or lawful for, like, good or evil. It's always going to mm. be chaotic. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I couldn't imagine you as anything else. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I sure, I sure could certainly try, but I don't think uh, it would be as fun for me. 
chaotic fits you beautifully. Well, you know. <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to playing a stupid character at some point because it's like being in charge all the time. It's so tiring. <laughs> <laughs> You want oh, to be no. the one that, like, needs to be wrangled by the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need a break. And <laughs> <laughs> Jenna's like, I can't. My and do are so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta manage children. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think we're, like, pretty young, too, I think. So. Oh, yeah. Both of our characters are 18. So. Yeah, we're, like, basically children. <laughs> yeah, you're not, like, literally children, but you might as well be. <laughs> <laughs> might as well be. I mean, I personally think... If we let Mayan do run the show, we would get into a lot of fun things, but, you know. <laughs> we might be well, dead. you guys had that opportunity last week, and you didn't take it. <laughs> oh. Wait, what happened last week? Oh, um, well, I wasn't feeling well, so. Yeah. Aww. I wasn't feeling the greatest either, so. <laughs> How do you balance, like, what you want to do? Like, okay, I can imagine playing, and your character, you're playing someone's, like, goofy, maybe, like, low IQ, how do you balance like making an optimal optimal decision versus this decision your character would make? I don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I you know I I think about one of um, the, like most recent characters we're talking about. Like, she's a, she's a stupid mermaid, um, mm-hmm. and and she basically does whatever she wants to do. Um, so yeah. <laughs> you know she regardless of whether or not it's it's the right decision. Um, mm-hmm. she's, she's really not able to just be like, oh, okay, this, um, this, this just seems fun, so I'm gonna go do it. Um, but, uh, I think, I think that also comes with, um, you trying to, trying to internalize your character's experiences. Like, if your character has been shanked, uh, like mm-hmm. in an alley, maybe she's not gonna go down that alley so easily next time. She might skill, but she might, like, question it a little bit. <laughs> right? Mm, I so, see, yeah. so that's how I kind of think of it, is just, like, how is my character really experiences? And then sometimes mm-hmm. I think about, okay, can I make my own stupid motivation to get what me, the player, wants to do, but I have a justifiable reason for <laughs> this character still doing it? Yeah, no, it's very much like uh, you sort of have to do what your character would do, because if you don't, it sort of starts verging into the territory of metagaming a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the point is to play to your character, so that's what makes it more fun, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's also, it's also because like when, once you get enough D&D experience on your belt, especially when you've had different campaigns with different monsters... You can be like, oh, as a player, I recognize what's going on, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. as as a character, this one's never seen this before, right? So, like, you think yeah. about something that's resist. Uh, like, the first thing that comes to my mind is something that's resisted to fire damage or something. Like, pff, my character doesn't know anything. Like, I'm as a player, know that this this doesn't work. But does does she know anything? No. So, if I ever played a caster, you know, firebolt it. Mm-hmm. That's actually really interesting. I wonder, because sometimes I hear about DMs putting, like, riddles into their games. How would that work when you only have, like, the knowledge your character would have? Like, what if you can solve the riddle, but you don't actually think your character could? Would you be able to, like, tell a character who's supposed to be smarter, and then, like, they would just say it? I don't know, like, how would that work? I think that's the sort of thing that might vary from group to group. 
and and definitely from campaign to campaign like i can imagine with our, our little band group like forgetting yeah. a riddle like we're uh, my character at least is not gonna be helpful in the slightest yeah uh, <laughs> okay <Mine too. laughs> so you're like you're like i don't care like i might know the answer but like no yeah my well, character yeah. doesn't care we'll just run around <laughs> run around or say or say what we first think and then get us all killed because that was our only chance to answer like <laughs> so oh, man. <laughs> But that's what makes it fun. Like you get to you get to step into this this new area of I don't need to be me right now. I need to be yeah. this this new thing, which is really kind of freeing if you think about it. So I know that D and D comes out with new sets, and like like I think with that there's like miniatures that go along with it, and like books. Um, I heard that the most recent one is Unearthed Arcana. Arcana? <laughs> Arcana uh, yeah. Does someone want to talk a little bit about that and uh, what's going going on with that new set? Yeah, it's not like a like a set per se. It's like playtest material that they release uh, on their site. Usually, they give out like PDFs. Oh, okay, and, yeah. You know, it's like it's optional. DMs can allow it or not. Um, but the point is to like use it and modify it if it's not working well, and then give them feedback on it. So is it a new set of rules for the game? No, like it's new mechanics um, and stuff, I guess. Yeah, it's sort of like a grab bag of stuff. Like you know, uh, they do new subclasses a lot of the time. Uh, that's a big one. Um, or you know, they've done uh, the revised ranger because the ranger in the original class list was garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I see. And they also test out like new classes and stuff like that. When I when I read Unearthed Arcana, is that just the name of any new, like set? Is that just like the te- like the beta testing name, or is this in particular called that? And is it like a theme? I guess no, like... it's it's just like a general moniker for playtest content. Oh, okay. So like my introduction was really confusing. I'm like this new <laughs> set. Like no, it's not a new set. It's just like this is what they call beta testing. Yeah, pretty much. So have you been using the new rules in your campaign? Uh, I haven't. Well, I don't think we have any of the new stuff in in the campaign I'm running or any that I'm currently in. Um, mm-hmm. Or no, I shouldn't say that. I believe we have an artificer in the in the Rule Twenty campaign I'm currently in. Um, but uh, don't, don't quote me on that. That is that could also not be true. Um, so you know, again, a very encrypted group. I feel like I'm a broken rapper, but like it's always it, it's always what works mm-hmm. for everybody. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What think, is the yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, you go. It's okay. I was just going to ask, like, what the Artificer class is. Because I was, when we were doing, I was doing the ranking, I'm like, wait, wait, what is this? I've never heard of this. Yeah, no, sorry, that was my bad. I forgot that it hadn't been released yet, so it's still technically Unearthed Arcana. It's not official. But basically, it's, it's, um, and Jenna, please correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. it's, it's infusing magic into tools. Um, yeah, pretty much. So, like, you know, there's, um, I, I can't remember the exact spell name. But it's like creating an oil puddle, right? So instead of casting it like a wizard would with their fingers, they have some sort of gadget that uh, that does this, uh, essentially creates like an oil spell, right? Or you could have um, like a blowtorch, essentially, but it's uh, maybe like a firebolt spell. Um, I'm not entirely uh, certain on how it works. I'm really not the best person to answer this, and I don't know why I did, because I only play... Um, <laughs> fighters and barbarians usually i don't <laughs> i don't stray into the casters at least not well that's not true i i do play a bard 
But uh, <laughs> that's that's my that's me dipping my toe into this uh, caster realm. Yeah, no. From what I know of Artificer, which is like minimal. Um, yeah, it's, very minimal. <laughs> it's sort of like a tinker sort of a thing. Like you can make mm-hmm. uh, like little constructs that can achieve different uh, results for you. Uh, I think you can like enhance your party's weapons, stuff like that. That could be entirely wrong. But... Yeah, that, I, th- I think that's true. I think one, a bear's weapon got um got enhanced because I was missing a lot. I'm kind of imagining sort of like a steampunk vibe. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems okay. <laughs> that like fit really well. <laughs> well, I think that's a really good lead-in to our, our rankings for this evening. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going in and we're ranking D- all the D&D classes. Uh, I think for the purposes of just keeping with the book, we'll, we'll maybe remove the artificer from everybody's lists. So, sorry, y'all. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know where to rank it, because I was like, I don't I, know I, I what didn't rank it, so we're good. <laughs> I think I would have ranked it highly, though, because it sounds quite interesting. Yeah, I yeah, could have added Mystic to the list, episode. too, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, well, how about let's, uh, let's start with, uh, with you, Jenna. Let's, let's just quickly go through your list. Let's, uh, know, uh, let's hear what you rank them based on, if it was just, like, your favorites, or um, if you had a specific... Um, <laughs> criteria you used, but let's just let's rattle them off. Okay, uh, so in order, I had uh, wizard, warlock, cleric, bard, rogue, monk, druid, barbarian, fighter, sorcerer, paladin, and ranger at the bottom. Awesome. Uh, how about you, Uni? Um. Yes. Uh, mine was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I ranked it based off, I guess my playstyle in general so uh warlock sorcerer druid rogue wizard bard uh ranger monk cleric fighter barbarian and paladin uh yeah i i suppose i also did mine a little bit off of what i played but i i don't know my my (laughs) player experience is fairly limited in terms of classes so um but i had uh barbarian druid bard Monk, cleric, fighter, rogue, sorcerer, ranger, paladin, warlock, wizard. It's pretty expected. <laughs> <laughs> no one is shocked that Kitty has wizard at the bottom. Yeah, no one is shocked. <laughs> this squishiest one. I can't. <laughs> How about you, Roxy? What? I'm curious, what did you base yours off of? Because I know you haven't played yeah. it. <laughs> Mostly a gut hunch. Um, also, a little bit about, like, a little bit with, um, like, World of Warcraft kind of has similar stuff going on, Mm -hmm. and I've played too much of that, so (laughs) that's sort of how I went at this, um, but, like, mostly, mostly a gut thing. I was just like, oh, that's cool. Like, my first (laughs) one's Druid, because, like, animals, come on, like, uh, and so, like, I think they can speak to animals in D&D and stuff, so, like, you know, I can't be mad at that. Then I got... Wait, so is... Okay, sorry. I want... Okay. <laughs> then I got Bard. Um, it's like, you know, lighthearted, fun. Uh, cleric, because Fire Emblem. I love clerics and Fire Emblem. So, <laughs> that's where I went there. I uh, got, like, Ranger. That's, like, my WoW class. I ranked Wizard, Sorcerer, and Warlock together because, in my mind, those are the same things. Um, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure... <laughs> I guess we'll 
I'm a little curious. Like, what is the difference between a wizard, a sorcerer, and a warlock? Like, I mean, functionally. I mean, we could get into that a little bit later, I guess. But, like, they're all casters, but they cast in different ways, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, one of the other things you can think of is, like, how they attain their magic. Yeah, um, yeah that too. Because wizard, I believe, is through study. Um, warlock is through making a deal with a fiend. Yeah. Um, it's not It's not just a fiend. You can make a deal a... with yeah. any number of things. Some yeah. sort of entity that you gain power from. Uh, and then sorcerer, I believe, is just innate. Yeah. 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 So, okay. Yeah. So in that case, I'd go probably warlock first, because, like, that sounds like some demonic stuff. Kind of interesting. <laughs> then, like, probably wizard, because, like, I study too much. And then probably, like, sorcerer, because, like, ugh. Never like those kids in school that just, like, roll up to the test. And they, like, didn't study. <laughs> they didn't sleep last night. They haven't slept for a week. They haven't cracked a textbook since, like, 1990. And they still get the 100%. I'm like, okay, I don't want to be here. Um, And then, okay, so after that, I put monk, fighter, paladin, barb, I and rogue is my last one. Solid. Okay, so how about let's have everybody go through their top three and, like, why is this your top three? So let's start with the... We'll do the round table again, so uh, Jenna. Okay, um, I put Wizard at the top largely because it has, like, the most utility to it. Like, you really do get, like, a spell for every situation. Uh, there's also, like, a variety of subclasses, and you don't really sacrifice damage for utility either. Mm-hmm. And was this... Sorry, what was your first one? Oh, uh, Wizard. Oh, Wizard, okay, sorry. <laughs> Coincidentally, also the character <laughs> I play the most, but so you know I might be biased, but <laughs> <laughs> biased. it's all good. <laughs> also, I apologize to our listeners. We got we got a howling dog in the background, like barking dog. I put uh, Warlock second, like uh, as you said, Roxy. Um, like the backstory options are really interesting, mm-hmm. like with the uh, the variety of different deals that you can make. Uh, their like play style can also be really varied. Like, you can focus on the magic, or you could go Hexblade and go Melee, you know, that sort of thing. And uh, they're also, like, kind of OP for multi-classing into. <laughs> like, you take a couple of levels in Warlock and you are good to go. <laughs> uh, Cleric, I put third. Uh, again, I think they probably have, the, like, the most sort of options of any class that you could choose from because of the widest variety of their subclasses. Mm. So you can just, like, pick little pieces of whatever other class that you like, in addition to having that sort of support class going on. Okay. So you think it like it's a really nice thing to pair with another? Yeah, like, their subclasses, um, they do sort of, like, pull bits from every other class. Like, you could go straight mm-hmm. healing, like Life Cleric, or you could go, you know, more damage, like, evocation, like, wizard sort of stuff, or, you know, whatever else. So, in D&D, do you get to choose more than one class? You can multi-class if you want. Uh, there are specific requirements in 5th edition. I am not versed in 3.5, so I won't speak to that, but, um, <laughs> uh, at least in 5th edition, like, you can make it work if you put your ability scores in the right, uh, in the right direction, I guess. Uh, okay, uh, so, uh, Uni, how about let's- why- why'd you pick your top three? Uh, right. Okay. So I think I'm slightly biased because <laughs> these are all like <laughs> classes I've played pretty much. <laughs> but like, 
Okay, so my number one was Warlock, and yeah, it's literally for the same reason. <laughs> like, I played him for, like, what, that one shot I think we had? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, it was really fun thinking of, like, a backstory, and I just like how his, like... Like, I just, uh, I don't know, in general, I just had a lot of fun with the character and, like, his spells and stuff and, like, the cho- the options you have with him, I guess, with the Warlock class. Um, second, I put Sorcerer, also because, you know, just my style, stand in the back, shoot some stuff, <laughs> you know, <laughs> shoot some spells out, hopefully they die, you know, that's, that's literally it, that's the only reason I say <laughs> And third, I put Druid, because, you know, my breadman's a Druid, and I kind of like turning into rats and stuff. It's kind of fun. <laughs> like, like just shape-shifting in general is pretty cool, so that's why uh, Druid is my third. Awesome. I, I guess we're going around the table, so it's my turn now. Again, I'm also biased, um, but I have good reasons for all of them. Um, so, again, like, my first one, obviously... Is a, is a barbarian, just because I really like the idea of being, like, so angry that you just don't take as much damage. <laughs> like, that whole whole idea of just being like, I'm just so in it, I don't even care. Um, that's That speaks to me. Uh, and just just the whole idea of just raging out, that was, that was super cool. Um, the next one I put was Druid. Again, for the mechanic of being able to turn into an animal. Uh, because, like, you're able to transform and be like, okay, great, I got this, uh, basically a temporary hit point block. Um, (laughs) I don't know. That's pretty combat-based, I'm finding out. Um, but, and then after that, I had Bard, which is simply for the fact that you can just, like, inspire your players and, like, your fellow, your your fellow teammates and be like, I believe in you! And then you can just, um, and then you can help them out. So, like... That was that was my main reason for the the top three for me. How about you, Roxy? So, yeah, my number one is uh, obviously Druid because I mean, let's just be real, Druids are the best. Um, you get to like commune with animals. Like, you probably have a really good beard. Like, it's just like the way to go. You probably like also are like living in the forest and stuff. You know, no one's mad about that. <laughs> Also, whenever I think Druid, I think of, like, Ivern. That's, like, what comes to mind. And he's, like, he's got, like, such a swaggy walk in League of Legends, so that's kind of kind of biasing me there. Uh, then I got Bard, because I feel like Bard is such a fun class um, to play as. You get to, like, you know, be charismatic and play music, and it's just, like, super fun, right? And I, I like also being able to, just, like, you know, support the team and, like, cheer everybody on like Caitlin said that's like something I think is really fun when I'm playing and then I chose cleric for my number three because I just have like a super soft spot for clerics um in fire emblem like the healers are always like my favorite characters um so yeah it's just like good vibes I guess those are that's why mm-hmm. those are my top three Roxanne's a team player for sure <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, and then we'll quickly go around and do do bottom three for everyone. So, Jenna. Alrighty, uh, do best to worst, I guess. Uh, yeah. Number ten, I had the sorcerer. <laughs> Apologies to uni for that one. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
like, I think they have interesting mechanics for their magic. Like, the metamagic options are uh, pretty cool. But, like, at the same time, I think overall the sorcerer can sometimes feel a little bit underpowered. Uh, their, like, capstone level 20 skill is utter trash, <laughs> for, for one. <laughs> uh, the Draconic subclass, I think uh, that has a lot of interesting stuff to it. Uh, wild magic, I think, is anxiety-inducing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the best part! You don't know if it's just gonna go... <laughs> yeah, but it's like, every time you cast a spell, you don't know if you're gonna kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I know, I know right? This is great. I, I didn't it's even like, know about this. It's like, whoops, I accidentally cast Fireball centered on myself. It's fine. <laughs> oh, uh, after that, I had Paladin. Um, in my opinion, they're just like a cleric with a hero complex and less variety. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> They have sort of that, like, goody-two-shoes thing going on, and, like, <laughs> I think, I totally like, this... agree, yeah. They're just, they're like, always yeah. lawful, so, like, I can't play them. Yeah, oh, like, yeah, the yeah. really strong, lawful, good sort of vibe, I think it can be kind mm-hmm. of challenging to play with if, you d- if you're not playing with the right people. Mm-hmm. And, like, at the same time, it, I think they're kind of, like, a little bit more difficult to make into an interesting character, like, for that reason. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, if you can pull it off, great. It's, like, well-balanced class. <laughs> it functions well. <laughs> yeah. How about, how about you, Yini? What was at your bottom? I know I know my barbarian was at the bottom. <laughs> I'm so <I> had... sorry, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, I had ranger right at the bottom. Over oh, sorry, oh, you were so, you were so passionate <laughs> about <laughs> hating, hating paladins, I just thought, like, it couldn't get worse than like, that. Oh, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> it can't be any worse than that. Wait, 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 why is Ranger worse than Paladin? It's so bad. <laughs> like, it was so bad they had to release uh, Unearthed Arcana to fix it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, th- like their abilities, they're just, they're so underpowered in, in, like, the original version, and they're so, like, situational, and even when you're in those situations, they're not particularly useful. <laughs> it's, it's a nightmare. Like, the the revised version is awesome, but the original one is... <laughs> <laughs> Yucky, okay. Yeah, just you. I hear you. Yeah, here for the anti-ranger. Just gross, man. Just did him like that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now now I can move to Nick's. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> sorry, um, I'm done ranting. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Kitty. But, like, okay... <laughs> It's not. It's not because of the class itself. It's just it's something I I wouldn't play <laughs> in general because my style's completely different from this yours. Totally, so. It's totally fair. No, no. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just so I'm just slightly sad. N- number ten, I got fighter. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. all I gotta say. Yeah. Number eleven, I got barbarian. Yep. <laughs> Same reason. Uh, number twelve, I have paladin. Didn't really know what it was, so <laughs> just, <laughs> just down there. But like, I guess I can. Um, we can relate to what Jenna said because <laughs> of that. It's last for a reason, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> we can tell like, that someone doesn't like tanks. <laughs> yes, I don't like tanks. I like being squishy, and I go shoot stuff from the back, and then I die. <laughs> that's, that's literally it. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, I guess I guess it's my turn now. So yeah, in the number ten slot, I had Paladin, just because it's it's like yep. I, I just I can't. <laughs> I don't know how to inter. First of all, like if you're playing a paladin, I instantly know if if you're in my group, I'm not. My character's not gonna like your character. <laughs> just oh no! The whole idea of not breaking the rules for most of the characters I play is is, is fairly evident. Um, and, and there's also the healing aspect. Just like cool, I heal with my giant sword. Like that's a, and I speak. I'm speaking from a bit of a place of ignorance there because I don't. I've never played a paladin. So, so maybe it's just like great, and I just don't know. But the uh, I, for me, what blocks me is like, yeah, you have to play a lawful character. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> boring. Um, <laughs> uh, and then after that, I had uh, warlock. Um, simply for the fact that it, it seems like the the cheesiest way to get magic ever, and and also. Like I can't imagine having to having to play that character that with that weight of like, I owe my soul to somebody else. Like, as much as we think wild magic is anxiety inducing, I feel like <laughs> knowing that you're doomed. Oof. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> would definitely be like up there as well. And then wizard is down there because I don't like playing squishy characters, and that is the squishiest <laughs> one of them all. I like, see. Cool, you can magic, but like you like and. And also, and also, just a little bit of a, just a personal pet peeve is just like they, they they can be really far away, and then I'm spending one turn just running to get to the action. <laughs> but yeah, that was just all personal opinions. <laughs> How about you, Roxy? So yeah, Paladin is my uh, my number ten's Paladins because again, like Jenna said it best, they're just so vanilla that it's like I. Come on, like put some like put some like rocky road in there or something, you know, like mix it up. Um, Barbers were my eleventh. I think it's just because like aesthetically, I like more like cool outfits. And for some reason, in my mind barbs don't have cool outfits. Like I know that's literally like, the dumbest reason, but that is actually my rationale. So do you think that a bear, like a bear skin, is is cool? No. <laughs> I don't want to be insulted. <laughs> just got insulted. <laughs> well, one of my characters, like bear, just wears a bear, so like I was like, that's maybe kind of what I'm saying here. You know, it's like <laughs> I don't want to skin a bear and just like put it around my body and be like, oh, let's go, guys. Look, I'm bear, but I'm also bear. Um, <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> and then the last one is rogue because. Okay, if you think Paladin has a hero complex, right? Rogues have a straight-up god complex. It's like, the team is sneaking into the castle. The rogue's like, oh, I do a backflip up the wall. Just to slit the king's throat. Completely dismantle the backline. And then by the time the other characters get there, it's like, oh, don't worry, guys. I'm just so badass, I did it myself. It's like, alright, I'm just, I don't want to be here right now. That's also, like, this is completely coming based off of, like, a terrible experience in my half a game with a insufferable rogue player. So <laughs> that it's a it's a personal thing, it's a vendetta, but I can't. I'm putting it at the bottom of the list. Uh, was that is that the bottom bottom? Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. that's nothing worse than that. There's no rangers down there. <laughs> I was unaware of Yeah, I was <laughs> also unaware of how bad the ranger was. Look, at least Mystic wasn't on the list. <laughs> That's, that's like, so far below Ranger. <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know 
that we can pick like a best one just because we all had so well I don't we all had so many different opinions on them but i think we can definitely say for certain that paladin is the worst yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that's a consensus right there yes. i think our tops were kind of like there was a lot of talk all about different. like wizards <laughs> and like druids and like bards i think we clerics had, i think three of us had warlock in the top three and honestly, now that I now that I learned war, what Warlock is, I think I would put it in my top. It's kind of cool with the whole backstory and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting. Fair enough. I think three of us also had Druid in the top there. So. Yeah. yeah, that was my top one. Yeah. Ivern, let's go. Ivern, let's go. <laughs> I had Druid at number seven, but like, I'm happy to compromise on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. Like it's as long as it's not ranger. Have different oh yeah, different, <laughs> different criteria too. So I think I think we got it though. I think we got our top two and then our bottom mm-hmm. one. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, w- I want to just say that I think we should put ranger also there at the bottom because like that that speech was impassioned. Yeah, you know, this, this, this like that's speech. gonna get some points. You know, like I hate, I don't even. It's <laughs> like ranger was like they, my fourth. Now I hate it. them. They fixed it. So like, can I really can I really be okay. like they're too bad now? Like, yeah, but, but it's if not artificers official. on the list, then we have to go with the with the bad ranger. You know, ranger <laughs> they can redeem themselves, but we gotta we gotta see it. I don't. I want to see them do better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, the unearthed arcana is great, but the originals like you can track stuff well. <laughs> Oof, <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. That's, yeah, that's that's about it. <laughs> Warlocks are like summoning devils from their like insides, and then you got like I think I heard something. And then, like, the rogue's like, don't worry, it's already dead. Like, yeah. Okay, you know what? I don't know. Okay. Great. Just watch. You guys are going to get lost in a forest somewhere and you're <laughs> roll poorly on your um, survival checks. Your your survival checks have been, like, oh, stuck survival. there for weeks. And you're just like, I wish I had the ranger. Get me no, out of this forest. No. And then a pal- paladin's gonna come by on a horse and just, like, nah, I'm not saving you guys. <laughs> <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, you think I'm too good? Oh, I'm too good for you now. <laughs> oh man, oh, bad man. jokes. But yeah, <laughs> solid. <laughs> All right. Uh, and that's our show for tonight. Thank you, Nonsense Gamers, for joining in our conversation. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you next week with a new episode every Saturday. And boop, boop, <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Sweet guys. <laughs> Okay, awesome guys. That's a wrap. Let's go, boys. (laughs) The boots at the end were not explained to me.